With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the South End Zone Podcast here on the Billy Up Sports Network. Eric, we're back. Hello. Week three. Yeah, been a while. Worst fucking college football slate in recent memory, I would say. Well, it's, it's so bad. Uh, it's terrible, but we'll get there. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. I'm with Eric Mulher, as always. Eric, we uh, we got a short episode today. Yep. Because we we went pretty long and covered some extra stuff uh, after week two. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. It's on YouTube, uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. So you can uh, hear all about how Texas smoked Bama and all of the happenings there from week two and how we went. What did we go? Seven and five in week two? Yeah, we went seven and five three, yeah, together. And, I went four and two, two right? three and three. Yeah. Yeah. So I think on the year, if I'm not mistaken, on the year, I believe I am seven and five and... I'm four and or no seven and six. Yeah, I'm I'm seven and six on the year. Yeah, I'm four and six. I had a rough week one. Oh man, yeah, you did have a rough week one. You got your ass handed to you in week one. But yep. uh, thanks, James Franklin. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna jump into this terrible slate, and uh, <sighs> we're gonna take we're gonna take about I don't know fifteen minutes or so here and talk about some of these games. It'll be a short episode, so we'll get you in and out of here. Uh, as a listener in about 15 to 20 minutes, hopefully. And uh, hopefully you can uh, make a little money and make this week somewhat interesting because that's the only way you're going to make it interesting at all is if you throw some cash into it. So let's jump right in, Eric. And we're still going opposite. So you are still on the tee box. Awesome. Sir. Um, that fills me with joy because that means I'm trailing. Um, first pick, ne- Northern Illinois at Nebraska. Ooh. Ooh. Under 43 and a half. Under. Yeah, because you have no faith in Jeff Sims to I don't. score any points. Um, well, it's partly that, but it's also partly that I, I I like what I've seen so far from Nebraska's defense. They're tied for the tied for first nationally in sacks with eleven. Um, you know, I know Colorado ended up scoring thirty-six points, but you know, they, they ran up eight sacks, eleven tackles for loss. They're tackling very well, they're fitting the run very well, they're faster. Uh they're just noticeably significantly better than the last couple of years. And then the other side of that, uh, part of the reason they gave up those 36 points is they can't hold on to the football. So they've racked up eight turnovers so far. Um, Not surprisingly, that leads the country. Uh, Jeff Sims is responsible for six of those. So he's got more turnovers than 121 teams uh, by himself. So Nebraska is 127th in the nation in scoring offense and 117th in total offense. So I don't have a ton of confidence. And again, dead last in turnovers. So I don't have a ton of confidence that they can take care of the ball enough to score. And I think they can stop uh, 
Northern Illinois enough to keep this one under 44 points. It actually opened it uh, when I was looking at these yesterday's, it was 45 and a half and I loved it. And I'm not as thrilled at 43 and a half, but I still, I, I might be on Nebraska unders until they show me that they can protect the ball. Yeah. That's probably not a bad play. I don't hate it. I mean, I think Northern Illinois is just bad. I don't think they're very good. So I don't think it's a bad play. Uh, I'm not going to jump on it with you, but I don't hate it. Uh, now, for my the first bet here, I, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to jump on Memphis at 14 and a half. I think Navy is just so bad. I, I don't want to say that they're just a god-awful team, but after what I saw against Notre Dame and then kind of peeking in on them, the second week, it's just, I think they're in for sort of a rough season. And not to say that, like, they're, I don't even want to say they're a bad team. I think Memphis has just got a pretty good offense. And yeah, I think Memphis is going to have a good year. I don't think 14 and a half is enough. I just don't think Navy will be able to score enough points to, you know, sustain scoring enough points every drive to stay within 14 and a half of Memphis. So I'll go ahead and take uh, the Tigers at home. Minus 14 and a half. All right. Uh, second pick. We talked about this. We kind of glossed over it briefly. I brought it up, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to take the Huskies. I'm going to take Washington at minus 16 and a half at Michigan State. Yes. And I wrestled oh, yeah. with this for two reasons. One is like, am I too much of a cold-hearted asshole uh, to, to take- you know, jump in on this and take advantage? I'm uh, trying to make money here. You're a degenerate. I mean, what, what are we well, there's that. Um, <laughs> but here's the deal. Like when I, when the Texas Alabama game ended, um, and I was kind of putzing around my laptop, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll pull up Circus Sports and see if any, uh, see what the early lines look like. And Washington was favored by twelve and a half. And I was, and I wrote like I, you know, got up off the couch, went, grabbed my notebook, and wrote down Washington minus twelve and a half. I was like, I'm absolutely jumping on this one. Uh, yeah. State's defense has been atrocious the last couple of years, and I have zero mm-hmm. faith that they're going to keep Michael Penix Jr. from chucking it all over the field. So, uh, yeah. and then obviously Mel Tucker stuff happens, and the line creeps up, and you start to wonder, like, oh God, are these guys? You know, normally it kind of like it swings one of two ways. Um, either they just look awful because they're just unfocused and distracted, and maybe the you know either their heart or their head or both are not in it. Sometimes they sort of coalesce, right? And they come together and they play pretty inspired ball, but I just am not convinced that even that matters a ton. Um, and more often than not, yeah. it's the first thing. So what I eventually decided was, you know, if I had have looked at the opening lines on Saturday night and saw with Washington minus 16 and a half at Michigan state, I probably still would have taken it then. Like even before all the Mel Tucker stuff, um, uh, so I see no reason to not take it now. You know, it's not like it, they were, they were minus three and it jumped to, you know, minus 11 and a half or something. And now I'm like, Oh, you know, but, but, um, or one of the people who, you know, placed a bet at like 2 AM Sunday, uh, when it first kind of hit, hit the socials. Um, I took that personally, by the way, <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, <laughs> But you didn't bet this game at 2 a.m. on Sunday because you no. read something about Mel Tucker. That's the, you know, yeah, that's what I'm. No. I, I would feel worse about myself. Um, so I I can do this with a clear-ish conscience, and I'm going to take the Huskies. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I was that was one of my worst bets of the season last year. 
Mm-hmm. If you remember when Michigan State was on the road and I took Michigan State because uh, I think they were like a, I want to say it was less than a touchdown favorite. Yeah. And Michigan State was number 10 in the country at the time. Yep. And we didn't really know what Washington was at that point. Right. And you're, Washington you're thinking, just, oh, God, it's, it's free money, right? <laughs> Michigan State yeah. won 11 games last year and Washington had yeah. one of the worst offenses in the country. And yeah, I mean, and, how different could it possibly be this season? Yeah, the ghost of Michael Penix just threw all over them last year, man. I was like, good God, what a beatdown. That was a bad bet. So that uh, that's one of the ones that haunts me. I'm like, oh, God, because I, I think I laid a pretty significant amount on that. But nonetheless, uh, I don't hate it. Uh, I'm not going to jump on it with you because I tend to shy away from betting on games in which there is coaching turmoil of any kind. Yeah. You just don't know what you're gonna get when no, you a, might get you might get a, a Georgia Tech team that has looked awful all season go on the road and beat Pitt. Precisely. I mean, so I just I, I avoid it. I don't want to touch it. I've learned my lesson too many times. And yeah, I'm not touching it. So I, but enough. I will be interested to see it. Um for my second bet here, poor Boston College. Uh, I find it hard to believe that. FSU is not going to beat them by four touchdowns. Florida State is just about – I feel like they're just going to murder Boston College. And so – Yeah, it's that a line is – that's actually a, dropped in the last day. Yeah. It, well, and to be fair, it was 26 and a half when I looked at it this morning. I don't know what it is at the moment. I could tell you. Yeah, go ahead. I don't want to – I'll look I it up. Wanna, you can – Yeah. So, Boston College is just bad. They're bad at football, and that's – that's really Jeff Halfley is on his way out and I, Florida state has looked like an absolute juggernaut as we all know. And so I just don't have a ton of faith that they can even remotely keep this game close. I think it's a 45 to seven type, just beat down. So mm. I, I'm going to go ahead and just take Florida state, whatever it is. <laughs> if it's less than 28, I'll take it. It's, it's 26 and a half. Okay. Still 26 and a half. Okay. So yeah, yep. I'll just take them at 26 and a half and roll with it. I think it's an absolute blowout. Mm, yeah. I think it was, I, it was more than that. Let me, let me look at line movements. Cause it was higher than that when I was putting my picks together and deciding and okay. It was 27 and a half. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon it was 28 and a half. That's why. Um, I might end up taking that. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I thought about that one. Um, grouping that do one it. in. Do it. Well, do I'm it. not going to do it now that it came down because my next pick is actually three separate picks, and I'm going to talk about them all at once. Um, hmm. Okay. Because I'm I'm doing kind of the same thing three times for the exact same reason. Uh, picks three through five are as follows. I'm taking Central Michigan plus 34 and a half at Notre Dame. I'm taking Western Michigan plus 28 and a half at Iowa. And I'm taking Georgia Tech plus 19 and a half at Old Miss. So I'm mm. I'm taking three you're, road you're dogs. Playing, you're, <laughs> I'm playing I'm playing look this. ahead. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Playing so, the look ahead game. So here's how this happened. Um I was looking at this just hot garbage, awful lineup of games we have. I was like, man, this is like week 12, right? Where 
like half the half the SEC is playing FCS teams, and and you get all these weird results because people are looking ahead to the big rivalry games. And uh, I was like, you know, there's some teams that are favored by a lot that uh, that have big games in Week Four, right? So uh, Notre Dame has Ohio State coming to town. Iowa goes to Penn State for their first big conference game. And Ole Miss is uh, heading over to play Alabama in week four. So I think all these coaches, right, Lane Kiffin and Marcus Freeman and uh, Ferentz, well, Iowa's kind of a whole different deal. But like, I I think those guys don't care if they win by 30 or 17 or 52. I, I think they really just don't give a shit about margin of victory. They want to win the game. They want to not get anyone hurt. And, you know, just handle your business and then move on to the game that, you know, we actually have to be ready to play for, right? Uh, well, that, and they're only, they're only going to practice against this scheme for a day, a day and a half, and then they're going to start repping against Ohio State or yeah. Alabama or yeah. whoever. And, and you know, that's, I expect Notre Dame and Ole Miss to win these games pretty comfortably, right? Multiple scores. Um, yeah. Now, in the case of Iowa, I'm not sure that they could score enough to beat anybody by 29 points. So that's kind of a whole different deal. But um, yeah, I, just, I think you're going to have teams, yeah, look, teams looking ahead, not caring about how much they win by, and just calling off the dogs early, right? It's, it's, it's week three. These games mean basically nothing to any of these teams, uh, not nearly as yeah. much as their games next week, which is why I almost took BC plus the points. But I think BC is just that bad that uh, that Florida Boston State College. could beat them by thirty, you know, on accident. So those are my yeah. three. Um, I, I feel good about two of those three hitting. I would not play these as like a teaser or parlay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is like this is like shades of that damn guy. <laughs> kind of <laughs> a little bit, taking, yeah. Taking Central Michigan at plus thirty four and a half. Yeah, That's shades um, of that damn guy. Yeah, so those are those are picks three through five, and that's that's it for the week for me. Mm, wow! All right, well, I got a handful left here, and uh, a, a couple of these I feel pretty confident in, and then I'm going to throw three at you after that to see what your thoughts are on them, and I may jump on them or not. I, I'm still undecided. I might be able to be pushed over the edge one, one way or another. Uh, I just want to see if our thinking lines up. But my next one, I'm going to take uh, the Vols. I know they're going to the Swamp. I I get it. The Swamp's a tough place to play. But, dude, Florida's offense is just so bad. Like, I did not like anything that I saw against Utah. And, I, I, frankly, I didn't really love what I saw on defense from them either. And so I know Tennessee's kind of – you know, lulled, slow start out of the gate. People are a little like, oh, what, you know, are they, they're struggling a little bit with trash FCS teams to get it going. They're not scoring 50. And that's basically people's qualm with them. They're like, why aren't they beating these teams 60 to nothing? It's like, cause they don't care, but they care about beating the shit out of Florida. They want to go down there and murder them and have Gator mm-hmm. for breakfast. So under a touchdown, give me Tennessee. I'll take that. I I don't have any faith in Florida to keep this within a touchdown because I frankly just don't think they can score enough points on enough drives. And especially once they get into the red zone, they're going to have to settle for field goals. In Tennessee, they're going to score touchdowns. Because, and the only thing that I think will save Florida is if they can get a shit ton of pressure and blitz the lights out against 
Joe Milton because the you know uh, Tennessee's got some question marks at tackle. We know that. So that's Florida's only chance here is create a bunch of turnovers, get in Milton's face. Other than that, straight up, I, I don't think Florida can score enough points to keep it within a touchdown. Mm. So I'm going to take Tennessee on the road. Yeah, I was actually tempted to go with Florida when this was at seven and a half the other day, uh, playing yeah. at, at home in the swamp. I, they yeah, played I Tennessee close last year. Yep, I would not touch it if it was over a touchdown. Yeah. But if but it's th- under seven, I'll take it. It's kind of in that goofy range where I think it's, I think it's a very, very good number, uh, which means I'm not going to be confident either way about it. So, yeah, but I, I do, I think I do like Florida's defense a little more than you do. I, I was somewhat encouraged other than that one long pass play against Utah. They were very good. I think they gave up uh, right at 200 yards in the game. Yeah, but that's against outside a of that play. It's against a backup quarterback. I mean, they, they, they okay. weren't playing against Cam Rising. You know. I mean, fair enough, but 200 yards is not a lot. Well, I guarantee you they're going to get more than 200 against Tennessee. Sure. Most likely, yeah. But, yeah. You know, you should, and more than 20 points or whatever Utah scored. I think they beat them 20 to 10 or something. I think it was, yeah, 24 10, maybe. Yeah, something like that. So, I mean, is Tennessee's defense as good as Utah's talent wise, maybe technically? And are they as well coached? No. Yeah. So, you know, that sure Florida might score some points, but I just, yeah, I, I, I think Tennessee's first. defense is better than they give, than they are given credit for. I do believe that, especially yeah. like last year. Yeah. I still don't think they're quite as good as defensively as Utah, particularly yeah. up front, but yeah, I would agree with that. So, all right. Uh, the next one, I, <laughs> I kind of feel bad, but man, can South Carolina keep it within 27 and a half of Georgia? Can they do that? Because I just don't know that they can score at all against Georgia. No, the, I, I have my serious doubts. South Carolina's o, th- o line versus that defensive front is yes, is it's a nightmare, really disadvantageous. It's, it's yes, and it's at home at Georgia. I just don't see it, man. I, I honestly, I think Georgia could beat them by a hundred if they wanted to. And so really it just it comes down to how up for the game are they? Because I don't think there's a number short of 30 points that I wouldn't take if Georgia plays their best game. And so I don't care what South Carolina does. Yeah. I just, so I, I remember I remember last year I took Georgia on a big spread in this game. Mm-hmm. And I got sick that I got sick as hell that weekend. Yeah, it was like, uh, like 24 and a half, I think you took. Yeah, it was it was mid-20s. Uh, Friday night, I started not feeling well. Saturday, I was just a wreck, right? And I'm just, I'm down in the spare room, and I got my little puke bowl. And I remember thinking, oh, man, I was going to watch the Georgia game because that was one of my picks. Uh, and I, I was kind of sleeping off and on. And I go grab my computer thinking, okay, well, I'll I'll watch the game until I fall asleep again. And I turn it on, and it's mid-second quarter, and they're up like 28 to three. I'm like, okay, I can just go back. Yeah. Like they just murdered those dudes last year. Yeah. And South Carolina is not as good this year. And Georgia may not be as good either. Don't need to be. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, even if they've declined the same level that South Carolina has declined, they're still going to beat the dog shit out of them. So yeah, I think they won that game last year by 40 points. Yeah. And they could have won it by a lot more. And I I just don't I don't think what's, this is gonna be a very competitive game. So give me what's Georgia the number on that minus what? 27, 27 and a half. Okay. They gotta win by four touchdowns, and I think they will. So yeah. 
All right. La last three. I'm going to throw these three at you because I don't have a strong opinion about them. Those four, the first four, those mm -hmm. are the ones I'm pretty confident in. These three, I, I don't know. Liberty minus three and a half against Buffalo. Did you take a look at that one? I because took a passing, I, passing I, glance I, in it. I don't know enough about Buffalo. Um, I was like, I, I'll just, I, I just kind of, I don't have any strong feelings. Yeah. I mean, okay. Would you say three or three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah, I probably would. If it was three flat, where it's like, okay, well, even winning by a field goal to push, you don't lose anything. I, I probably wouldn't touch that one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I may, uh, I may jump on it with a small bit of action this weekend, but I think for the purpose of the podcast, I'll put it in the bullpen, leave it on the reserve. Uh, at Liberty minus three and a half against Buffalo, but I do feel pretty good about it i think liberty should beat them uh pretty you know convincingly the other one that i was looking at uh maryland at home against virginia the total is 49 and a half i feel like maryland could score 40 points on them by themselves and probably I mean, virginia do, can do they you think score, uva can they score can they score 13 points that's what i'm asking you because that's a <sighs> tough sell <laughs> it's, can they score 13 to 14 points against Maryland's defense. I don't know. I think when I looked the spread on that was like 13 and a half or 14 and a half. And that was kind of tempting because I, I don't think UVA can keep up, but um, I mean, they did just put up a bunch of points on James Madison. They put up 30 plus they ended up losing, yeah. but is James Madison's defense that much worse than Maryland's? I don't know that it is. I don't I mean, know. I haven't really, I, say, I haven't like, seen or looked at Maryland yet, uh, which is really why I left that alone. I was like, well, I know UVA sucks. I've known that for months that they were going to be bad. I really don't, other than kind of looking into them preseason and thinking, yeah, I can, I think they can go win eight games. I really haven't like followed up on them this year. So that was another one I ate. Yeah. Uh, didn't feel knowledgeable enough to be comfortable taking a side. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, it's a good number, I feel like, but 49 and a half. But man, the over 49 and a half is tempting because I, I just I feel like Maryland's going to score a shit ton of points. But uh, again, once yeah, again, yeah, I mean, if you think they can beat them worse than, you know, 40 to 14, then 37 to 14, that's yeah. I mean, James Madison put up what 36 or 35 points on them, and I feel like Maryland's offense could score 40. Or, or more. And I mean, if Virginia can get some points in garbage time, man, it goes over. So yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and take it. Do it. But Maryland, like, you like take it, take it, or? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take it, put it on the board. And uh, Maryland at home against UVA, over 49 and a half. I'm going to go ahead and take it. I just, Virginia sucks, man. I hate it for them, but they suck. Maryland, I feel like, should score all over them. But of course, you remember what happened the last time I bet on Maryland. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, what, was that five interceptions? It was a lost lot. By I like, think it was. I think it was four or five. Yeah. I think he threw five picks, and they lost to Iowa by like fifty. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, no, not good. I think they were only like plus three and a half, and they lost by four. Yeah, I think it was an upset <laughs> pick, right? Because they were a slight home dog, and they got yeah. just curb stomped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember not that. Good. I forgot that. Yeah, so, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, I hadn't bet on Maryland since then. So this I don't blame is, uh, you. Not really betting. This is not really betting on them. This is more betting a total. Yeah. So. 
All right. Now the last one before we get out of here, we're running long. Uh, I don't know what would be better. James Madison on the road at Troy. Okay. Like James Troy, Madison man. is a two and a half point dog, or I could take him on the money line at plus one thirty. Everybody seems to keep underestimating James Madison and they just keep fucking winning. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I don't underestimate James Madison because I watched a bunch. I probably uh, probably four times last year. I watched him five times. R- right. I and mean, I watched I don't him think... just melt Coastal last year. <laughs> that's that's my point. Um, and Troy just don't. Troy's good, man. I like Troy a lot. Um, I don't think they're as good as they were last year, though. Are they? Might be. They got a lot of guys back. Um, they're one and one. They lost to K State. Um, what do you yeah. say? Plus two and a half, and was the money line plus what? One thirty. One. Yeah, one thirty. Mm, I think I mean, between those two, it's pretty good value for. It's it, pretty good it value for, for under a, under a field goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I was going, I mean, if you insist on uh, betting James Madison, I think I would just take a chance on them winning outright. Between those two, I think just that would take, be my pick. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I lean to just take them on the money line, and I know it's on the road, but like I say, man, James Madison just keeps winning, and yeah. until they stop, I don't feel like I should bet against them. Like everybody bets against them, and they just keep fucking beating people so i'm gonna go ahead and take it and just throw a shot in the dark here now clarification this is not one that i would throw a ton of money on the small like you know twenty dollar bet or something half unit sprinkle yeah correct yeah you know this this is just a small you know small bet that i can mike and make some money on so give me give me james madison plus 130 to beat troy on the road Mm. so that's going to close me out so i'm on memphis minus 14 and a half Florida State minus the 26 and a half. Georgia minus 27 and a half. Tennessee minus six and a half. UVA and Maryland over 49 and a half. And James Madison plus 130 on the money line. Mm. What are you what are you on? I'm on Central Michigan plus 34 and a half at Notre Dame. Western Michigan plus 28 and a half at Iowa. Georgia Tech plus 19 and a half at Old Miss. Nebraska and Northern Illinois under 43 and a half. And Washington minus 16 and a half at the ghost of Michigan state. Mm. All right, man. I like it. We'll put any additional bets that we have on social media. If we end up having any more, um, I don't do much live betting. It's very rare that I do a live bet of any kind. Mm -hmm. I, I, I more do live betting in NFL stuff. If I ever, right. So typically I I just, NFL has as fewer like, ultra wild in-game swings. Correct. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. You can sort of tell, start of the second half, you can sort of tell which direction it's going. So, Yeah. Um, um, and then one I will throw out there. This was a, this almost got added to the underdog extravaganza. Oh, man. Um, I, I thought about taking Western Kentucky plus 27 and a half at Ohio State, but if you're going to oh, kind of take this strategy that I did. Ohio state is not a team that is as likely to call off the dogs. Like they might try to squeeze an extra touchdown out of it. True. Plus, plus I think they want to get the quarterback, uh, some more live action uh, as much as they can before the Penn state game, if I had to guess. So even though, 
even though Western Kentucky can score, uh, they're they're averaging in the mid forties so far, and they put up a shit ton of points the last two years. I, I don't think Ohio State will back off as early as these other teams. So I didn't feel good no. about it. Yeah, no, you don't want to bet against Ohio State uh, doing the right thing. <laughs> so, um, all right, so that is going to wrap us up for week three. You guys can find us on social media at South End Zone Pod or just search South End Zone Podcast and we'll pop up all the feeds, all the stuff we're on. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, I don't do much with Instagram. I need to get better at it, but God, it's so time consuming. But uh, yeah, indeed. I need to find me an intern or some college kid who wants to do this crap. (laughs) But uh, all right. So we'll be back with you. Guys, uh, Eric, we're going to do Sunday night, I believe. I think that's the plan, yeah. Tra- yeah, I'm, I will not be traveling uh, so this Sunday. So we can uh, get back with you guys on Sunday night to recap a boring-ass week three. Should be a short episode. Yeah. And and uh, we'll probably go ahead and jump into some previews for week four because it's such a loaded slate. And we can, you know, talk a little bit about some matchups here and there and uh then we uh monday or well no tuesday we'll be uh hitting you with our bets mm-hmm. for week four so but until then you guys have a good one stay safe take care and we'll talk to you sunday thank you very much have a great day